Hello and welcome to Super Boothers. My name is Ryan. And I'm Ismail. And the day has finally come, Ryan. Do you know what day it is? It's my birthday. No, it's not your uh, birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday? Nope. It's the day where we get to finally discuss the long-awaited AdWords topic. And Well, that's no fun. It's not my birthday. It's very fun. People have been asking about this. This is probably the most requested topic since the very beginning of the show. And literally day one. Yeah. And rather than just me and Ryan talking about this, we actually took this very seriously. We went out there. We found the best person possible that we could find. And we are fortunate to be joined by Garrett Gillen. Garrett, welcome to the show. Yep, Thank you. And just as an intro, Garrett runs a digital marketing agency in Philadelphia. He manages millions of dollars a year in ad spend. He works with top clients such as like the email service provider, AWeber. But the real interesting thing too is that garrett has experience in the event rental space so garrett would you mind starting off the conversation telling us about the cmo experience you had and the company and anything that you learned from that that people listening can apply to their business yeah sure. first of all um, happy birthday garrett garrett just had a birthday so that's yeah, what really this is about. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bringing it up and reminding me you're welcome <laughs> So yeah, um, about uh, two years ago, uh, we had a client that was uh, about a three location uh, princess and character rental company. So uh, I'm sure actually some of these people have crossed paths with companies such as this. They um, you know, are the people you call if you want to book Superman or Princess Leia uh, for your kid's birthday party. So we got involved with them pretty early on and uh, we're just sort of an agency of record. Meaning Carrie Fisher? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one, but you know, any superhero <laughs> or princess uh, from Disney, you can uh, you can definitely get those. Yeah, so uh, basically we started off just doing uh, their digital advertising for those locations and uh, their websites, and they actually um, ended up franchising it. And I came on board as the interim chief marketing officer um, in the very early stages. So I was there uh, between, I think, like three and four locations. Uh, and by the time I left, we had actually, um, we took over the sales and marketing and we actually sold, I think about 22 locations, um, in a little over a year. So we were actually very successful. Uh, one of the fastest service uh, franchises that year. Um, and uh, with that, we got a lot of experience in the rental market, not only in the character rentals, but we actually partnered with a lot of uh, event companies, uh, and a lot of uh, equipment rental companies in order to build strategic partnerships with. And Garrett, you had a lot of success with that. Is there anything that you took away from that experience that any marketing lessons or any kind of lessons that you, at all that you took from that, that people can apply to any general rental business? Yeah. Um, man, there's a, there's a ton. That's a really broad, broad question. Um, I think one interesting concept, because uh, I think we run into this a lot when we work with different rental companies, whether they're equipment rental companies or again, princess characters, even photo booths. I think people just make assumptions that um, low income communities are not going to be good areas that they don't really want to advertise or spend money there or that they'll automatically exclude them uh, from certain initiatives. And what we actually found was that some of these low income communities were actually uh, for these smaller price rental opportunities, such as characters and not so much photo booths, but uh, equipment rental, uh, they were actually some of the best clientele, not only from uh, where most of the volume was coming from, uh, but actually just in terms of their appreciation for the vendor, uh, we just felt like they 
were much easier to deal with, much more appreciative, uh, just better overall clients and actually more likely to even give reviews and, and referrals. Um, I think actually one part of that might be that the higher income areas maybe rent venues or do things at venues, not as, not actually hold them at their house. Uh, so a lot of the equipment rental companies or character companies uh, were more of at home parties. They would rent tables or chairs for, you know, sort of outdoor events. I mean, to me, I think what I, what makes Garrett such a great marketer is the fact that he let the data tell him. You can't operate under assumptions that only higher income areas are going to work for me, yada, yada, yada. You have to actually test it, see what the data tells you and operate based on that. Um, so I guess I'll take this as an opportunity to segue into generally, I know this is a broad question too, Garrett, but why is AdWords such a powerful marketing tool? Like, What is it about AdWords that makes it one of the best uh, platforms for marketing? Yeah, uh, I think that kind of depends on the business as well. But I think for, for this business and a lot of businesses kind of fall within this where um, search engine marketing or pay-per-click marketing, which is what AdWords is, why that's usually the best channel to start off with. Uh, I think it's an understanding of sort of how the person's going about their search, right? So we like to talk in, in two different ways. There's passive audiences and active audiences. Uh, passive audiences are people that could use your service. So basically anybody who's ever going to get married could eventually, you know, rent a photo booth for their wedding, um, you know, and so forth. But if they're actively searching, they're actually seeking out, you know, in this situation, a photo booth. So they're seeking out a vendor or a solution or a product. Um, and those people that are actively seeking things out, they turn to search engines. So search engines are usually either the first place someone starts or the last place um, that they get their information from. So why AdWords is just really powerful is that you're really able to match your service to the intent that they're actually conveying through the keywords that they're typing in. Um, and usually if you construct the AdWords in you know, the, the right way, you're usually starting bottom of the funnel. So you're getting them right at that buying decision. Um, so what people will see throughout this course is that we talk about you know that search intent and sort of how people are giving away sort of where they are in the buying cycle by the words they're using. Um, so if people want to use AdWords for a business like this, you know, you can really capture people when they're specifically looking for running a photo booth, for example. And that's probably the biggest differentiator between Google versus the other pay-per-click advertising opportunities out there. Like a lot of people right now are really big on Facebook and people are talking about how effective Facebook is, but the difference really comes down to on Facebook the people you're, you're like advertising to aren't searching for your service as opposed to Google where when they click that, you know that they were actually searching for your product and they were interested enough to click your ad. It's a much more targeted lead. But Gary, I know you do a lot of advertising, including on Facebook. Is that a fair way to explain the difference or would you kind of add more to that? Yeah, no, I would agree. I think that it's the you're you're raising awareness with those other channels, and, and hopefully you're raising awareness with you know a group that you're confident will or could eventually use your service. But um, you know, I think another big thing here is this word that I think comes up during the course as well: attribution, uh, which essentially is a word uh, synonymous with you know where you give credit. What do you give credit to? So if you're advertising really early on and you're on social media, you know Facebook. Um, it's going to be very hard to give credit to that Facebook campaign if that's touching somebody six months before they actually need the photo booth, right? Um, or they could see your ad a bunch of times on social media and they could tell a friend about it. And it's really hard to sort of track that lead back to where it came from, which, you know, in this case, social media, whereas on AdWords, 
that person is right at the buying stage, that data is going to be very clear. You're getting them right when they're looking to buy and it's going to be more attributable uh, right to that channel, right to AdWords. And this is something we talk about on the show a lot is the importance of knowing your numbers, knowing your metrics. And I think uh, we, we, we have a very popular costing sheet that we'll have in the show notes. But what I liked about AdWords that I was thinking about after we went through all this uh, experience putting this program together and creating the campaign is that even for people who are not you know, used to tracking this stuff, once you set it up, it's being tracked. Google will tell you you know, your, your cost per click, your cost per lead, your conversion rate. So for people who don't think that they're, you know, predisposed to doing that stuff on their own, when you set up a campaign in AdWords, it will track all of that for you if you set it up correctly. And that's something that we teach in this course as well is how to do that correctly. Um, I guess my next question well, hold on, is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm confused. Go, go. So how yeah. how is this working? So let's say, like, we set up a campaign. It says, like, I don't know, buy my photo booth. And someone clicks it, someone goes to our website, they fill out a contact form. Does it know that that they're filling out a contact form from Google and that's where it originated from? Yeah, it does. Well, one, it, the ad wouldn't actually show up for anyone typing in buy photo booth because that wouldn't be someone looking to rent. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you rent my photo booth for your party, like whatever. Sure. Yeah. So um, anything that we're targeting um, on AdWords Basically, anytime someone clicks on that, comes to the website, it's tracking that individual. So it's assigning, you know, How? the technical term would be a cookie um, is added to that user, uh, their, the user's browser, and it's basically tracking them. So even if they leave, there are ways to go into analytics and actually look at the what they call a conversion path, all the different touch points. So you'd actually be able to see, oh, I've converted um, or I've gotten leads from people that have clicked on a PPC ad, AdWords and then came back organically, right? Or clicked on a PPC ad, clicked on a PPC ad again, then came directly to my website, then converted. You're actually able to see all that. So the government and Garrett are watching me. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so insane to me. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I mean, there's we could we could have an entire session on uh, this. The word for this is attribution. Um, and actually like mapping the, the click path, there's a whole bunch of tools out there that you can actually even backdate data and assign it to a specific user based on their name and information. But uh, that probably that probably deserves its own course. <laughs> the, the level of data tracking is like literally mind boggling. I mean, there's some things that I learned while working on working on this with Garrett that blew me away. For example, not only can you track when someone clicks the ad and fills in your form. You can actually track when people call you because of the ad. So even if they don't submit your form, but they call you, you will still know it came from Google. And the way that works is it's crazy, but then when, when you have your phone number on your website, anyone who clicks through from Google sees a different number. And when they dial that Google number, Google tracks it as a conversion and forwards the call to you. So this is there's like so, the future. Yeah, it's so advanced, it's crazy. And like some like mom and pop photo booth person can do this. Yeah, no, it's free. The, the only thing that is in addition to this that just to kind of add a little bit more visibility. So AdWords will actually do exactly what Ismail said. It will change the phone number if they come to your website. Um, if they call from an ad and they click the phone number that's on the ad, that will track to AdWords. Uh, but there are circumstances where someone might be, you know, at a desk um, and then they see the number and they use their office phone to call 
under that circumstance, it's a little bit different. Uh, so a lot of people now, I would say maybe the last year, call tracking has uh, been become very, very important, very big uh, in, the, in the ad space and digital advertising space. And people are actually creating tracking numbers and assigning those numbers to AdWords uh, in order to basically record the calls and actually use like a caller ID feature because AdWords right now tells you a call happened, but it doesn't tell you who it was. So when you combine AdWords with these call tracking platforms, you actually don't, you not only get the data that a call occurred from AdWords, but you actually see who it was, how long it lasted, and you can record the call. My head is exploding right now. Yeah, actually, what? Well, yeah, this not to do with photo boots because I doubt anybody uh, has like a retail location. But um, there are people kinda, that do. Well, sure. Well, the, well, one where somebody's shopping, and I'll just give kind of an example of uh, the future. One of the most difficult uh, companies right now in terms of brick and mortar to market to online are restaurants, uh, mostly because the the consumer behavior behind looking up restaurants. They don't usually act online. They'll look up menus, they'll look up reservations, but then they'll go to a third-party reservation uh, site like Open Table, or they'll just come to the, they'll come right to the uh, restaurant. So Google actually has a beta right now that'll probably be out, I think, by the end of this year to everybody. But it's actually a store visit metric. So if you click on an ad and you've signed in, let's say you're signed into a Google product on your phone, you have YouTube or Gmail or whatever, they're actually tracking your your cell phone, where it's going. So if you've clicked on an ad and you take your cell phone with you to a restaurant and are in that restaurant, that will be tracked then as a store visit in AdWords. So is that like a beacon thing? No, not even beacon. This is just pure cell phone. <laughs> what? Is that legal? You opt in. <laughs> Location. <laughs> How is that legal? That's crazy. Location settings on your phone. Wow. The other, the other cool thing about Google AdWords is that it can be cool so complicated. It's you a can do so many thing. things, but you can, <laughs> you can, you can also tweak it to fit your business. So if you're someone who doesn't like to get on the phone, your ads can funnel people to your site and have them fill in your form. If you're someone who prefers to have phone calls, you can have these extensions in your ad where you direct them to call you. And if you're someone who just likes to text with your clients, you can actually do that with an ad too, right, Gary? You can create an extension where they can click it. And if they're on a mobile phone, they click the ad, it opens up the the iMessage app and they can text you directly. Yep, exactly. And we actually set that up on the uh, on the course as well. Are you watching me now? I feel like I'm being watched. <laughs> can you see me? Pretty pretty This is just I'm a sure pretty soon they'll have video video ads that will be tracked. Yeah. This is just the craziest thing to me. I have no clue how this works. Okay. So, so, okay. So where do we start? How does this work? Sign me up. I'm on board. Here's my credit card. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's actually, uh, you know, there's ways you could go about doing this yourself. And when we obviously first discussed this course, um, how we would construct this, would we basically put it on, you know, you super boothers out there uh, to basically go and do this yourself and put in a credit card and follow these directions to a T. Um, that was one option, and you absolutely can do that based on this course. Uh, but we actually took it a step further. We actually developed some assets, uh, assets meaning the actual campaigns uh, that you can actually import um, into the account. So we actually walk you through exactly how to set up an account, uh, whether it's from scratch or whether you're utilizing some of the assets that we actually give you with the course. And, and that's kind of why I don't know if the course title is an appropriate title because it's not just teaching people how to do all this stuff. We're actually providing people with campaigns that are built the right way. 
So you just literally download the file, you upload it, and your Google AdWords account is populated with campaigns built for photo booth companies. And I actually am running a lot of this right now in my own business to test it. And I think, I think according to Gary, it's still early to gauge success. But just one anecdote is that we turned on the ads and literally the next day I got a phone. I think it was like a Wednesday. I got a phone call. Someone wanted a photo booth for that Sunday, five minute conversation, booked the client. It was over a thousand dollars in revenue within a day of turning the ads on. I so love it. it it's be, like finding money. It can be quite <laughs> powerful. And, and the, my favorite part about AdWords is that you go through this phase in the beginning where you turn on the ads, you monitor the ads for a while. And once you see that it works and it's profitable, you just throw fuel on the fire. You increase your ad spend and you know that the campaign works. So you can just, it's like a lever. You can just increase the amount of ads you show and that'll increase the leads that you get in. So it's like math. Yes, that math class you took back in high school, it's coming back. <laughs> I was sick that day. I was sick that day. Yeah, I, I think, you know, what's interesting, uh, this is something that we always kind of run into on the agency side. Um, you know, obviously, we're mostly hired on a retainer basis. We're paid monthly to manage accounts. Uh, but sometimes you kind of work with businesses. And this this type of business is actually a perfect example of it where the campaigns really aren't that sophisticated. They're it's very simple in terms of the intent and there's very little to do um, once you sort of max out what I would consider the core campaigns, right? The ones that we know are going to have the best return on investment, um, that they're going to have the, the lowest cost per conversion and all of that. So you get in a situation where, you know, if you're with an agency, you're paying an agency monthly to manage the account. But again, there's not much management to do. There is value in, having discussions with marketers, especially if you're not one, um, to kind of enhance your business in other ways or to kind of bring up other things you might be missing. Uh, but I think with, with this specific business, these campaigns are pretty self-sufficient. And in the course, uh, in the asset that we give for the campaign builds, we don't just give over you know the basic core build that we recommend everyone do um, right off the bat, but we actually build it out to include all the different types of search intent that we saw based on keyword research uh, in the industry. So you're not only gonna get something that you could turn on in the very beginning and be successful with, but as you sort of gain success and max that out, you actually have the ability to keep turning things on um, over time, which we kind of walk through that in the course in terms of what you should be looking for to make sure uh, that it's performing right. Uh, but this should last you a while and you should be pretty self And just to clarify, you're basically saying that you have a core campaign where people searching for photo booth rental New York see the ad. And once you tap that market out of that search term, there's other terms that you found through research that do well, like photo booth rental for wedding in New York. And then there's all these other other campaigns built into what we're providing that'll allow you to advertise to those groups as well. So it's by booth type, by event type, by location. All that is covered in what we'll, be, what we'll provide to people. Um, but what I thought was really interesting, Gary, because you're in the business, right? A lot of our listeners are asking us, hey, I really want to do AdWords, but this company I spoke to has this huge fee to start and there's a very significant monthly fee and it's like a year contract. What you're basically telling people is that for this type of business with the campaign that's provided in this course, you don't need to go through the hassle of paying someone monthly for all that stuff. You can just use the campaigns that's provided in here and it should be good enough for you to get the results you're looking for. <laughs> 
Yeah. Th- uh, hmm. um, I, put, I put you in a corner there. <laughs> to, to, to an extent, right? So I, I, <laughs> I was actually, I, I always talk about this with uh, my business partner. We should write a book on things agencies shouldn't tell you, right? <laughs> um, you know, sort of my business partner and I both came from blue collar entrepreneur households. Our dads both owned uh, his in the construction company. Uh, my dad owned a body shop. And we were sort of, you know, I think uh, we were raised where you kind of, you know, do as good as possible and you, everyone has to make money. Everyone's in business to make money, um, but you have to be fair and you want to keep producing value. And I think that where a lot of these agencies, the sort of situation that you run into is that it's valuable to keep somebody on a retainer when your work becomes less and less and less. But if their business model doesn't scale, right? Like it's like they're, um, we're creating more efficient uh, leads from the paper click, but the management fee is almost allowing them not to get over break even, mm-hmm. right? So that's a situation that you run into when you're an agency with these small businesses because you need you want to get them on a retainer because that's just your agency business model. That's what everyone's after. But certain businesses that doesn't work well with usually these these types of businesses where the management fee will actually kill the margin, <laughs> right? Um, these are small, small businesses. Um, so with companies like this, uh, we usually work with them in like co-ops or like a franchise we would work with. We normally wouldn't work with a, something like this because it wouldn't be worth it for them to pay our management fee. Um, but we might do like a work order monthly or uh, quarterly where we'll actually check in and have a strategic conversation. We'll review the account. Uh, we'll make sure everything's you know good to go. Um, as long as the campaigns aren't too complex, which these aren't, these are very simple, um, the intent's not really going to change. Right. The only thing that may happen is your site breaks, which that is going to lead to an issue where you definitely need to you need to be paying attention to that. <laughs> um, or competitors enter the market and are driving up your costs, um, and you're not doing anything to reduce that. Right. You're not making your pages better. You're not increasing conversion rates through price optimization and whatnot. So I, I kind of want to temper. I, I guess my short answer would be. Yes, I don't think that you need to pay somebody for these types of campaigns a, a monthly management fee, especially at the fees that an agency would charge. Um, I do think, though, that you need to have a digital marketer at your disposal monthly, quarterly. You need to be having someone check this um, or you need to be checking it and you need to pay for sort of a consultation of what to check and what to know is good or not. Because uh, I think that it, it's something that could go wrong very fast if you're not careful. So, and that's a fair point. That sets up perfectly what I was going to go into next. Um, I think a lot of people listening have this fear, right? So they, they, they want to do AdWords because they think it's something they should be doing. They don't fully understand it. And it's very intimidating and technical and complex at first glance, right? And a common comment people make is that they have this fear of wasting money. Because they've heard the same thing that you just said, where if you don't know what you're doing, you can just throw money into a black hole and it goes to waste. So what would you say to people that think that way? And I guess the follow-up question to that is, how long should you let these things run? How much money should you have like ready to invest before you can really judge if something is successful and profitable? Yeah, uh, I don't really like to think of it in terms of the budget, right? How much money you should spend. I think it comes down to your expectation of volume and you need a certain amount of volume to know if something works or not. Right. So if you said, Hey, I want to spend a thousand dollars 
but I want to sell mortgage mortgages, right? Mortgages are $100 a click for that type of thing. So you're going to get what, like 10 clicks, right? <laughs> you're not going to be able to tell if it works. So to go into it sort of budget focused um, is tough. It's sort of, you have to look at it from a conversion perspective, a lead perspective and say, the rule of thumb we use is normally about 50. We would say a, a campaign is working or not if the metrics are solid after 50 conversions. Um, and co actual core conversions in this case would be like quotes, right? So at 50, that's going to, the cost to get those has to do with how well the campaign's built. But in this industry or in most rental businesses, um, we normally see, I would say, 50 to $200 a conversion depending on what market. So obviously if you're in New York, it's going to be much more expensive than if you're in Idaho. Right. Um, so depending on what your market is or what sort of the upper echelon of that is, if it's $200 and you have to get 50 conversions to, to tell whether it's working or not, you know, you can do the math, whatever that investment would be, um, should be what you should be willing to invest. I was going to say, I was going to say another thing that people always harp on is for example, in my case, you know, I mentioned earlier that I got that, uh, booking fairly quickly and it, it's let's say it's $800 profit and I spend 150 or $200 to acquire that lead I'll do that all day it's totally worth it for me but I don't want people that are listening in Idaho or you know South Carolina to say I can't do that and I think it'd be helpful Garrett if you touch on the fact that it's based on your area so obviously because the the bookings are a higher cost in New York City the, the clicks and the leads are worth more but if you're in a different area where everyone's charging half that price, you can hopefully expect to get leads for a lower cost. Is that true, Garrett? Yeah, I think it's what makes it complicated that there's not just one variable. It's not just location. It's also, as you mentioned, competition. It's not just that. It's also what's the landing page experience? How professional do you look? Um, how difficult is it to actually contact you? Do you have phone call, texting, forms, or are you just trying to drive calls and then people are at work when they're looking you up and they don't want to call, right? There's a lot of variables here. Um, so I think that that's one, I guess one point that I, I think I want to stress then with just this question, people should cross all their T's and dot all their I's, right? So in terms of best practice, you have to have a mobile responsive website. It should be fast. You should have multiple ways to contact you. Um, you should look professional. You should make sure that the site's not 10 years old and, you know, your logo doesn't look like it was clip art. <laughs> All those things are going to help convert the traffic that you get from paid um, because the campaigns that we're building in this course and, and the campaigns build that we are giving the audience or, or the people that participate in the course is basically structured to make sure that you're driving the correct traffic, qualified traffic to your website to convert. But if you aren't doing the small things, if you're not, uh, if you don't have a good website, you don't uh, have, uh, you know, ways to contact you, uh, you don't have ways to track it, you're setting yourself up for failure right off the bat. Right. So it's not just location. It's not just competition. There's also a component here where you need to make sure that you're pointing these ads to a good web presence. Is there any other common mistakes that you see people making or any mindset um incorrect mindsets that people have that you would adjust? Yeah, I think that actually uh, what you touched on uh, when we 
started the campaign and you got a conversion day one. I mean, that's not on, I don't want to say that's uncommon if the campaign was built well. Um, but I think that normally it's, uh, you, you can't assume the campaign's great because you get a conversion day one. I mean, I've seen campaigns that are that get a conversion day one and then don't get a conversion for a week right? <laughs> and, and then get another one. Um, so I, I think just setting proper expectations is uh, critical to understand based on what you're willing to spend your budget, what you should expect in terms of the volume. Right. So if you're um, if the average cost per conversion across the entire industry is let's say $150, but you're only spending $32 a day, well then you should only expect about one lead a week, right? Or one week every five days. Um, so I think it comes down a lot to expectations is, is a common mistake because people will turn this on, they'll expect you know to blow up and get a million leads, but it takes money to make money, uh, especially in paid advertising, that's literally it. Um, so as and long the, as you're- the opposite, the opposite's also true. If you don't get a booking in the first day or two, it doesn't mean it's a failure, you have to, let it run for some time, like you said, to have a big enough sample size to really judge it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, on the flip side of that, uh, a lot of times people look at an account and say, okay, we've been running this for a week. We've only gotten one lead or maybe we haven't gotten any. Um, it's a failure. But sometimes we're taking a very conservative approach. And even with the campaigns that we're building in the course, uh, we basically use a very conservative bidding strategy so we're not blasting out of the gates, spending you know a ton of money per click. The system is basically trying to find the right amount to bid to control the cost. So you're not spending too much. Um, when we're letting the system do that, it takes time. Uh, so the fact that this that you don't get conversions right away isn't a bad thing. At the end of the day, the most important metric is the cost per lead, um, followed closely by you know how many leads is going to add legitimacy to that. <laughs> I was going to say um, to a point that Garrett earlier made about the value of speaking to a digital marketer. Uh, this is some inside baseball, and it's okay to share some data here, Garrett. But for example, I was guilty of that where I built my own campaign and I've been using it for quite some time, and it was working. I was getting business. Most of my business came from AdWords. The audience knows that. And I was getting it at a price where it was profitable enough to keep going. But I learned a lot through this experience with Garrett. And I think I just, I'll just ask this question, Garrett, when you saw my campaign, which was working by the way, and you compare it to what you built, how would you rate mine? <laughs> Lipstick on uh, a pig. I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it just, what I think that again, it just, um, it was yeah. bad. It was really bad. <laughs> a lot of it is about transparency as well. The, the way in which uh, you built the campaign just wasn't easy to tell what was working and what was not. And I don't even think conversion tracking was set up correctly. I, I might be mistaken. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, it was tracked correctly in the beginning. And then something happened later on the line. And I, stopped, <laughs> yeah. I stopped tracking it. Long story. But yeah, but um, so I, I think just, you know, the benefit of, of a professional build is that it's going to be constructed in a way that's going to be efficient right off the bat. And also it's going to be organized in a way that makes it very clear what is going wrong. Uh, so a lot of, and that seems like not that important, but if you throw a whole bunch of keywords into a single ad group, the keywords are all over the place. You're going to have to do a lot of investigating to figure out what exactly is going wrong. A professional is going to delineate the campaigns and the ad groups in a very deliberate way. So if there are inefficiencies or poor performers, 
it's going to take seconds versus hours to figure that out. And you're going to be able to adjust accordingly. Um, and also when you are getting a professional to build it, or if you're working with a professional to uh, deploy it or monitor it, they're going to be the ones that ensure that tracking is correct, that you are able to quantify the return on investment, uh, that everything is tracking so correctly. I and so I am forth. officially thoroughly confused. I have no clue what we just talked about for the last 30 minutes. I My mouth is on the floor. <laughs> I, I mean, hold on. <laughs> You know, we set out to get the best Google AdWords person, and he wasn't available. So I guess Garrett will have to do. And Garrett, you've done an amazing job so far. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so <laughs> you're welcome. So we <laughs> so we have put together our Google AdWords program that will whip your business into shape and get you more leads. It is now available now 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 available on superboothers.com. Okay, so one thing that I wanted to really touch on before we wrap this up is that we have been talking about this AdWords program for a long time. A lot of people have been asking us about it in person at our events across the world. Everyone wanted to learn AdWords. So this is not something Ryan and I took lightly. We didn't rush to put something together. We could have, but um, we know the power that this has to really help people grow their business. So we sat down, we thought about what could we do that could be the best help to people. And not only do we have a course that teaches you this stuff. So if you were listening to Garrett speak and a lot of it seemed technical and complex and you didn't understand it, we go through all of that in the course and explain everything. I mean, there's hours and hours of video that walks you through things, presentations that explains everything. Um, but the difference between super boosters and everybody else out there is that you see people creating content, you know, people in the industry, we went out there and we found what I think is the best person possible to create this course. Someone who spends millions of dollars in ads on Google AdWords each year for big name brand companies and has a background in the event space. So you're, you're really, when you're buying this program, you're not just buying a course, you're buying that mind share that Garrett has built over all his experience. Um, and you also avoid having to go through a different agency and pay all their huge fees. So it's probably a more economical way to get on AdWords. And I think it's going to be effective for a lot of people. I can't wait for people to try it. Let us know what they think. And I, I'm hoping to see a lot of positive results from people in our Facebook group um, once they launch their campaigns. That's the thing is that we've made it idiot proof. So for people like me who have no clue what just happened, you are able to take pre-built campaigns, upload them to your Google AdWords account, change things like your market, change things like the demographic you're trying to you know, go after, and everything else is pretty much done for you. And, and I would just – I had a comment there that while we tried to make it as idiot proof as possible, like Ryan said, it's still, you know, it's AdWords. It, it, there's like billions of dollars that run through this program. So I I'd probably say it's not for everybody, but if you're someone who's listening to this, I'd imagine you're an inspiring super boother. You're serious. You're willing to really take the time and do things right. If that's you, um, I think this course is probably the best thing that you can get to help grow your business and get more sales, which is what everyone's trying to do. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Garrett. Yep, thanks. Thanks.